Mark chapter 16, beginning in verse 1. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they could go and anoint Jesus' dead body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they came to the tomb. They were saying to each other, Who's going to roll away the stone from the entrance for us? When they looked up, they saw the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He isn't here. Look, here's the place where they laid him. Go, tell his disciples, especially Peter, that he is going ahead of you into Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you. Overcome with terror and dread, they fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone, because they were afraid. Welcome to the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. I'm Pastor Melissa. And I'm just Kiefer. We are so thankful that you are here as we continue and wrap up this right. series of how do we begin to read the Bible. Yeah, Eight weeks. Wow. And it, here we are. And here we are. Uh, and today we are going to experience the power of the Ignatian method firsthand. Mm-hmm. And we're going to experience it through the encounter of the story of the empty tomb, the Easter story, a story that has filled God's people with excitement and joy and celebration and passion and holy cow wonderfulness Uh for 2,000 plus years. That's right. And terror, apparently. Apparently. There's that terror again. It keeps coming. (laughs) I also love that, you know, we are closer to the liturgical season of Christmas, and yeah, we're going to go to Easter today. Well, you know, hey, it's all good. But I mean, that is what happens when we, you know, at the very beginning of the series, encourage people to pick up their Bibles and start maybe in Mark chapter one if they yep. weren't feeling something else. So it makes sense that we're now ending at the end. Yes. The original end. The, the original, original end. Yeah. That's right, because there's a few more verses in Mark's chapter 16, but those are later additions, as many Bibles will note. So where we actually ended the story and where we will jump into the story is the original ending of Mark's gospel. And there's no judgment, yeah. as the Ignatian way reminds us. Absolutely. The story ended with them afraid and terrified. Yeah. This like totally heightens the thing that I was saying last night. Like this is the end of the of the gospel of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. of Mark's gospel of Jesus Christ, and 
it literally ends with the last word is is afraid some mm-hmm. greek version of terror like yeah there it is so yeah. maybe that's what it was all about well, it's, it's about it's terrifying people <laughs> i don't know I, Halloween's I don't over no. <laughs> i don't want to ruin the moment for anybody as we encounter this but it is interesting to me and i can't get it out of my mind that you mark is intentionally brief intentionally concise intentionally mm-hmm. to the point right because Mark, we believe, was often uh, in its early days performed as a yep. single narration from start to end. And so at the end of this 45 minutes to an hour mm-hmm. of embodied narration of the story of Jesus Christ, we end on this note that you just highlighted for us, Keeper. They were terrified. They were afraid. And the mic drops. The curtain closes. The curtain closes. And you move on. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> so we probably shouldn't get too far ahead of ourselves here. We probably should begin by, again, taking off those glasses right. of preconceived right, right. notions and, and things like that that we come to this with right. um, and uh, begin and by so grounding ourselves. We begin with that grounding. Mm-hmm. So wherever you find yourself, whether you're driving, cleaning your house. Keep your eyes open if you're driving. Please keep your eyes open Except if for the you're lawnmower, driving. Right? We've, we've established it's yeah. The lawnmower is okay. Sometimes if, okay to fall asleep. Sometimes, well, not falling asleep, actively closing your eyes. I mean, I, eyes. don't fall asleep. You're listening to this podcast. That's right. <laughs> and now that we have demonstrated the chit chatter of your brain, let it all go. Take a deep breath in and let it go. Repeat it again if necessary. And now, let us turn once again to the story. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away and it was a very large stone. Going into the tomb, they saw a young man in a white robe seated on the right side, and they were startled. But he said to them, Don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He has been raised. He isn't here. Look, here's the place where they laid him. Go tell his disciples, especially Peter, that he is going ahead of you into Galilee. You will see him there, just as he told you. Overcome with terror and dread, they fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone, because they were afraid.
as you sit with the story. Make note as we begin of who is here, who is present. If you need to jot it down, jot it down. If you keep it in your mind, keep it there. Who is here? And now that you know who is here, we invite you to enter the story. And now make your way, make your way into the garden. Join Mary and Mary at the tomb. Look around. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you smell? What do you feel? Can you feel your breath? Is it easy? Is it a little labored from the long walk? What colors are in the sky as the sun has just now crested? bringing forth the first rays of light from darkness. What do you smell? You're in a cemetery. Is it earthy? The sweet stench of decay? What does the stone look like? As you find yourself in the space, note what is happening in you. What are you feeling? What are you thinking? What is making you nervous? What is unexpected? What is providing comfort? Whose shoes are jumping out to you guys? Who's, what's the, what's the, the character here? There's several characters here. There's three that we get right at the top. We get Mary and Mary, and we get Salome, um, and they're all on their way to the tomb. For me, I could, I get this. I am sort of just sitting with this group of people who, um, if you can imagine in our day, this would be like going to get they would be going to buy flowers to then go to the cemetery and like mm-hmm. lay on somebody's grave. It's kind of what I think is happening, although their process is a lot more involved. Like they had to go buy spices and I'm sure like I'm imagining being in like um what what is the place with all of the scented everything like it's the store in the mall with Bath and, Bath and Body, Body Works. Works. It's like what came to mind That's when, I, right. when I hear about the spices, which is just a stressful place um, for me. <laughs> and then, but to do it all with like in grief, 
too mm. is the is all I'm yeah feeling and that's I'm trying to force myself to <laughs> to be in that space with them and, and and the grief and the we have to go do this and it's it's adding stress to our day like for the minutia of our day but it's also we don't we're doing this because we have to and because it's part of the culture and because it's what we what you do when you lose someone and especially someone of this status and there so it's just I can imagine it being stressful and trying to get the right people and and I'm sure their friends were being annoying this like they had people that were maybe somebody wanted to come and they were like no this is you know the important people are going to do this and then they're stressed about the stone on the way like they're already on their way but and they haven't figured out this bit of it yet and they're still stressed about it and um and then encountering what they encounter when they get there um i think i actually understand the like surprise of that and the the terror because the the resurrection wasn't i don't think had even set in yet like it wasn't oh yay jesus is risen it's there's a dude standing next to where jesus's body was supposed to be and the stone has been rolled has this body been stolen is there like there's there's actual tangible fears that are happening there and so yeah i don't know is there is there somebody else i don't know can you identify with the is, is it an angel does it say angel i guess i guess it's assumed i found myself sitting in that place of mm. of the white robed man sitting mm. where the body was gone from and um, I think what caught me to find myself in that place was I could feel the coolness of stone mm. under me as I mm. sat there waiting mm. and I feel like there was an anticipation on this young man in a white robe um, mm. this excitement to proclaim good mm. news. And then I think he probably did not anticipate or expect the startlement of mm. the women um, that don't you know, like, haven't we all known that the Messiah was always going to do this, that the yeah. real King was going to rise. And so like, I just, I feel this joy and excitement building within him and this excitement to share it as he's waiting to share it with the women who are coming. And then a surprise and the response of wait, don't be alarmed. Yeah. We, we read, don't be alarmed in this very peace, life giving, don't be alarmed kind of way. And yet, as you describe it, uh, I'm, I'm grounded in, in the, the spirit that it's offered is, could very much be one of 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 surprise don't be alarmed yeah instead of don't be alarmed mm -hmm. like where he is reacting to their reaction kind of a bewilderment yeah they're they are bewildered and he's yeah. bewildered at them and there is this um but yet the good news must be proclaimed yeah and the good news is that jesus isn't here must it be proclaimed because they said nothing for they were afraid but it was proclaimed it was. at least by the young the man in the white robe at least by there and obviously it left that place because it was being written about so mm -hmm. eventually they got over their terror and as i told people encountered the story i encountered it through a heartbeat mm. the heartbeat of of Mary and Mary and Salome as they walked up, a heartbeat quickened by their journey, but also quickened by anticipation um, and grief 
uh, a heartbeat that that sh that got faster and faster when they walked up and experienced the surprise of the tomb being open first and then empty save the creepy guy that's right heartbeats that are uncertain with what this guy is saying that that are still going 90 miles an hour and not able to process and understand what he's saying. And, and yet in their terror, it, it felt as though we got to the end and the heartbeat almost slowed down to a near stop. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Those, those spaces and feelings of, of, uh, it almost feels like everything in the grief that you wanted to deny is now real and concrete. Mm. And how can you keep on going if the one that you believed was God is now gone? Yeah. And instead of the good news of his resurrection kicking in, what you hear and what you see and what you feel is the bad news that the one you knew how to grieve. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not there. He's gone. Mm -hmm. And it hadn't clicked that he's coming again. Yeah. Because the grief is too overwhelming. And so what else can you do but flee? Yeah. Hmm. Kiefer, I think there's another set of shoes that you probably found yourself in. And it's a set of shoes of the unnamed audience as we kind of referenced earlier, is of if you are one of the first listeners, if you are hearing this proclaimed, the these plays, these one-man shows were, were performed primarily to the insiders, the ones that already knew the end of the story, yeah. the ones that already knew that the good news does eventually get out. And perhaps you too found yourself in those shoes mm -hmm. wondering but how do we know mm. but how has this come to be a story so widely spread across the world and i think the person pinning and performing wanted you to ask that question and in asking that question the response that I think they're hoping you would formulate is that I can't flee in terror, mm -hmm. but instead I must proclaim the truth, which isn't that he's gone, but instead that he is risen. invite you to a moment of proclamation, but first a moment of introspection. When and where has your grief overwhelmed you? When and where has your uncertainty at all overwhelmed you? When have you been stuck, unwilling or unable to hear, process, and proclaim the good news that Christ has risen? It's a question that, that I think very intentionally leaves us nearly silent. 
leaves us reflective, introspective. We joked about Mark dropping the mic at the end of the performance, but often those mic drop moments aren't just moments to, to make a point and go booyah, right? But we drop the mic so that we might sit with it for a bit. I wonder, I wonder when we have been married or Mary, or Salome. I wonder when we have been the, the guy in the white robe in the tomb trying to offer good news to somebody who is just not in a position to hear. When have we been each one of these people? And now just take a moment to sit with this. Sit with what you're feeling, with what you feel that Mary and Mary are feeling, what you feel um, from this entire scene as an onlooker or what you expect you would be feeling if you were a part of it. Just whatever has come up while you were reading this, just take a moment to sit with that. Note that it's happening. Note that you're feeling it and ask yourself what that means. And then offer it all back to God. The story, the experience, the encounter. And then one last time, breathe in deep and let it go. Thank you for gathering with us today on the Gather Grow Go podcast. And and now as we prepare to go, I'd like to invite you to grow. I invite you to grow by asking yourself the question, who am I in this story? What is God saying to me? And how? Might I be different tomorrow because what God has said to me today? And now go. Receive this benediction, this blessing that's meant to be lived out as you go from this place this week. May you go encountering God in the smells of your life, in the spices around the Thanksgiving table. May you remember Mary and Mary and Salome. In the damp earth of playing in a park, may you remember the anticipation of the man in the white robe excited to proclaim good news. And in the smell of fresh, crisp air, a breath of fresh air, a breath of fresh life, may you encounter the scent of a living God. May you go in peace. Amen. 
Hey, Gather, Grow, Go family. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I know we did things a little right. differently, uh, we, yep. it, but we are so excited that you were with us and, and we know and that, that you're the goody two shoes that's still listening this far in. Absolutely. Yeah. You get a bonus prize today. And that bonus prize is the opportunity to rate and review the That's podcast right. on iTunes to find us on Instagram at Apple Apple Podcasts. Not I okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, they never miss a moment to remind me I'm the old man in the room. Um, on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud, you can let us know that you have engaged with this. We'd love to hear the stories of how you are encountering scripture anew because of this eight-week series that we have spent together. Um, Kiefer, what's our Instagram handle? At GGG underscore podcast. There we go. You can check out our find stories. Us. Find yeah. us. We've got cool bios on there. Kiefer's got a floating uh, yeah. microphone. Making my microphone. You're telling your microphone a dad joke. I am telling my and a dad just joke. Being weird. She's just got yeah, it on her head. I've just got it on my head. I'm just thinking about life. And yeah. instead of a light bulb, it's a microphone. Yeah. There we go. We we embody our spirit in that way. That's right. And there's one more thing we want you to know about if you are still listening to the podcast in this moment. We want you to know about the sound of those beautiful, beautiful page just flipping across the microphone. That is the sound of a lot of hard work um, and the culmination of Hawkins and Turkett present Hope is found. That was so wonderful. No, you've been in here the entire time. We're just that good. Y'all have meetings. (laughs) (laughs) But really, uh, would you hop on Amazon and type in Hope is Found if you're looking for an Advent devotional guide that is both practical practical that is both practical Practical and practical both Uh, we've made up words and you will have to find them in the pages uh, of this amazing book you will learn how to bake pie you will learn how god works through our crazy families you will learn the backstory to go tell it on the mountain any number Mm -hmm. of other hymns Uh, it is an amazing opportunity uh, for for you to experience something uh, of a little bit of grounding each and every day during this advent season And we hope that it blesses you. And we hope that you also continue to tune in as the Advent season is upon us to the Gather, Go, Go podcast, where we'll actually be giving you the audio version of this book. What? Every day. Every Every day. day. We are blowing up your feed. And my work week. And (laughs) Keeper's work week. Now, to be clear, we we recorded everything for him by the first week of November. Um, okay. Okay. So, you know, he's got at least a three-week head start. But it, it is a lot of work. So if you see him, give him a hug, a high five, whatever level of physical affection he is willing to receive in that moment. Hugs uh, are great. Hugs are great. Okay. Um, because he is putting in a lot of extra work on this, but we are excited to be able to in offer uh, this gift of hope to you and to your family, whether you prefer to read it, whether you prefer to hear it, whether you prefer to have your Kindle read it aloud to you in that robotic that's voice. Right. All of those options. I don't know who wants will, that, but if you want that, I guess that's okay. It's available to you. Um, we just believe deep in the core of our being that Advent is a season of hope and God is trying to give us a gift, not of the latest toy or iPad or thing to fill our closet someday, mm-hmm. but a gift of hope that can transform our heart and our lives. And we hope and pray that you will embrace that, enter into it, and invite somebody to come with you on the journey as well. Mm-hmm. We'll see you this Advent. <laughs>